Welcome to Animoa, the animated movie watch. I'm Beffers. And I'm Birdie. Today's episode is the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner movie. We pick our movies from the list of animated feature films on Wikipedia. Any movie with a theatrical release that has a critics rating of over 50% on Rotten Tomatoes will get its own episode here on Animoa. And we are watching these films in chronological order. And it's been fun the past few episodes. Yeah, actually. Legit. <laughs> Which is surprising. Like, wow. Cartoons. Yeah. We have some iced beverages because yeah. it is pretty much summer by now. Yeah. But as of as of recording. As of recording this, actually, yeah. It's it's do we say when it is? Uh, we're we recording this in April. Yeah, and it's I April. Think we're posting in, I don't know, July or something. Oh, God. Yay, yeah, it's summer. Summer. Yeah. What do you got there? It's just an iced mocha. Oh. It's nothing really that fancy, just iced mocha. Cool. And you, yours looks fancier. Well, it's an iced matcha, but it's just an iced matcha. I mean, it's green. It's green. It's all festive. I don't know. It's just more <laughs> interesting than this. Um, anyway. We can't really clink our plastic um, glasses, but we can rattle our ice at each other. Oh, okay. I like that. Cheers. <laughs> Bugs Bunny slash Roadrunner movie. I, I didn't know this existed as like a package film. Mm -hmm. It was a pleasant surprise to, to hear that we were going to be watching this because it's basically, uh, well, in our case, Sunday morning cartoons. But yeah. That was so much fun. <laughs> I'm surprised it took us so long to get to one of these types of Warner Brothers movies. Yeah. The only other Warner Brothers we've watched for this podcast so far is Gay Paris. That, well, yeah. I mean, it was Chuck Jones. Yeah. Yes. But, like, it wasn't, like, you know, Looney Tunes. It yeah. wasn't actual these characters that we're, all, we're so familiar yeah, with. Yeah, so it doesn't really count. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it gives us an excuse to talk about some of these things that I know, speaking for myself, grew up watching all of these. Oh, cool. Like, I, some of them, so many times that I was bored watching them <laughs> during the movie. Wow. <laughs> because I'd seen them that many times. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to kind of compare. But then, it was, of course, there was, like, all the added footage, the added animation of that sort of bridged it all together with Bugs Bunny walking around in this fancy, like, Frank Lloyd Wright house. Yeah, I loved um, that. That was so random. I was like, F falling water? What the fuck? <laughs> C carrots? <laughs> but it was, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, the opening thing with, like, the chase and everything. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was neat. I, I, I liked how they tied it all together and gave it a theme. Like kind of a reason to have all these clips all shoved together. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to just walk through each segment mm. as individual pieces. Cool. I wrote um, them all down. Cool. I'm just going to quickly list what they are. We do have some kind of introduction with Bugs Bunny. Mm -hmm. And then we also have... A bit with Marvin Martian, Daffy Duck in space. Do you want me to actually say the names of these? Yeah. Please. Okay. Okay. So yeah, the Marvin the Martian one is Hairway to the Stars. The Daffy Duck one was Duck Dodgers in the twenty fourth and a half century. Mm -hmm. uh, then we had Robin Hood Daffy. We had Duck Amok, which started out as some kind of musketeers and then went way off the rails. Oh <laughs> man, I, you heard my reaction when I saw that Duck Amok was a part of this. <laughs> I like I screamed it. Bully for Bugs, Alibaba Bunny, Rabbit Fire, uh, which I didn't know it was called that. I always just thought it was like rabbit season or something, or duck season or rabbit season. But anyway, uh, for sentimental reasons, um, so Pepe Le Pew, that mm -hmm. one, Long-Haired Hair, uh, What's Opera Doc, Operation Rabbit, 
which is the the Wiley Coyote one where he's talking, yeah. and then a ton of Wiley Coyote and Road Rider stuff. That I there is a list of that. I did not want to write them all down because it's like it all blends together. It let's really be does. honest. It's as fun as it is. It's all just like it's just a continuous stream of slapstick and gags. All of them. Mm-hmm. Oh. All of them. <laughs> so many. But yeah. So you you want to talk about them individually, or do you what? what yeah. Do you, Okay. <laughs> For sure, I think of the introduction as its own little thing because Bugs yeah. kind of gets his moment to explain everything. And yeah. There are a, a few gags. There's some like, really good ones. They had the, the Star Wars school text. <laughs> long, 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 long time ago in a galaxy. Far, 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 far. It just keeps going. It, it really drives home the fact that like oh yeah this is the late 70s yeah. star wars was already a thing yeah they're making jokes about this that's so weird just it's all coming together yeah, it was weird for me because i always think of these cartoons as being way before that time true and yeah for the most part they are so this was just like one segment that was well all the bugs bunny stuff where he's walking around explaining everything was done much later obviously but everything else was like 40s 50s mm-hmm. for the most part yeah he also uh, takes us through like a, a hall of portraits to introduce his fathers. How his, does he say his, this? That he, um, many many rabbits have many children. Yeah, yeah. He has many fathers. Has many fathers. I was like, like, oh, that was <laughs> unexpected. But then when he started like pointing out who they all were, it was that was actually really sweet. Yeah. Uh, and my note was sometimes a family has ten dads and their rabbit son. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably more than more than 10 but yeah and there is a fun fact about that yes. uh, it's a little sort of dips into the drama that was going on behind the scenes with all of these fun looney tunes cartoons was the chuck jones and bob clampett um rivalry basically that was going on bob was basically he claimed that he was like the sole inventor of bugs bunny and there was this documentary that had come out I'm not sure how many years earlier, uh, Bugs Bunny Superstar, where he got a lot of time in the limelight and basically claimed credit for a lot of shit, and Chuck Jones was pissed. Mm. Rightfully so, I think. I'm gonna show my bias. <laughs> um, but because it was like, it was really a joint effort, like over years for them to develop Bugs Bunny, like as we know him and his personality and like the snarkiness and the, the everything that, like, yeah, maybe he had to do with like very heavily with his really early appearances, but. Yeah, it's the whole thing is a joint effort, and mm-hmm. it was kind of shitty and egotistical for him to be like, "It was me." Yeah. So yeah, he got omitted from the the hallway of fathers. <laughs> He's not mentioned at all, mm-hmm. which is uh, definitely a statement on Chuck Jones's part. <sighs> There's your little trivia for for that. <laughs> but yeah, lots of funny gags in there, like the like just going through time and explaining like. And then comedy was invented. And yeah. The the idea of the chase being, they, they, they refined it with Looney Tunes. And it's kind of like, you know, they're not entirely wrong. Yeah. Because I, I do, when I do think of like chases and slapstick and goofy, like like just trading off from one character to another and like back and forth and back and forth. It, it's always Looney Tunes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was almost a, an origin story. Mm-hmm. Which reminded me of our last movie. The beginning had some kind of mm. rabbit origin story. Yeah, weird. It's all rabbits. <laughs> Excuse my eyes. Yeah. I'm chewing on it, so I mean, I really, I can't talk. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a good intro. A good way to sort of set the stage for all the clips. Yeah. <laughs> of 
uh, some of which were full cartoons. Some of them were shortened, and I could actually feel that sometimes. I was like, wait a minute, I thought this, I thought more happened here. But it's been long enough with a lot of them where I was just like, am I missing something? Shouldn't there be more here? But I can't remember well enough to tell you what was missing. Uh. Like, for instance, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but the long-haired hair one with the, the guy singing opera and bugs interrupting him constantly and then eventually culminating the Leopold oh, yeah. bit. Um, there's a lot more, like, going on at the concert, I want to say. Oh. Like, there's a lot of back and forth, and they cut most of that, and they just cut right to the Leopold part, which is fine because it's kind of the most iconic part. Yeah. But still, yeah, I was like, I, I know they do more. Anyway, rewind, rewind. Back to the beginning. Sorry. Just um, getting all excited <laughs> was there anything else about the intro that you loved well i liked the the thing with the cavemen with the the first the first chase the first uh the first love the first women's live or something yeah. like it was just like unexpected and again because this was set in the 70s and because this was written in the 70s yeah you yeah you wouldn't expect that from looney tunes necessarily because I, yeah. yeah i associate that with like 40s 50s mm-hmm. and that certainly would not have been a thing they would have brought up then. So I, it's like, I kind of appreciated that. I also liked uh, the first moving pictures. Yeah, they're turning their heads and they all developed a crick in their neck or something like that. What's on the wall tonight, dear? Yeah. As always. It's cute. It was very cute. Shall we jump into the first segment? Yeah. Marvin Marshall, I, I, I enjoy him. I always liked, I always liked his voice. Yeah. He didn't do it very well, but... um. Modulator, <laughs> like, like really exaggerating everything he says, but he's always so polite and calm and just like, oh, you know, I'm gonna destroy the earth. <laughs> I, I had definitely seen this one before because I remembered the uh, the instant Martians and the little oh, the little pills yeah. and those freaky birds. They scared me when I was younger. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, but I also I remember the thing with bugs where they're on the scooters and they're like going back and forth, and then they start mimicking each other, and mm-hmm. then he defeats the one by sending it off into space. <laughs> But yeah, it's classic. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to say that probably for every single fucking one. Yeah, it's well, just classic. All of them are obviously classic. Yeah, they, they, they picked these for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, then Daffy gets to meet Marvin Martian. Uh, so yeah, Duck Dodgers in the 24th and half century. I, um, I definitely seen this one too. <laughs> I can tell you right now, I've seen all of them. Okay. I had seen all of them. I'm curious if you had. If I have, it's been so long that I don't remember them. Okay. So everything felt fresh. Okay. Had you seen that that first Marvin the Martian? Uh, probably. Okay. Uh, I, something I thought was really funny was um, Duck Dodgers, <laughs> Buck Rogers. Yeah. I watched like a little bit of Buck Rogers back in the day. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, the character Tweaky annoyed me so much, but Mel Blanc was the voice of Tweaky. <gasps> oh, the irony. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I, yeah, I didn't know that. I'm not really familiar with Buck Rogers. <laughs> um, I think I liked this segment better than the previous Marvin Martian one. Yeah. Because there were more things that made me laugh out loud. Yeah, the like, gun uh, gags the were gun so gags. good. There was like an ultimatum answer bullet. <laughs> yes, and it was just a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> and before that, before they went up into space, uh, Daffy was at the map and he's gonna. he said, we're going to go do up. And do up. Us up <laughs> the map. I don't think I caught like most of the stuff that was happening with the map because I started running down a note where I was like, if this were an adult cartoon, he'd start drawing a dick. You know, like that, it's, it's such a classic thing to do is like yeah. you start drawing something and then eventually, uh oh, it's all dicks. Yeah, Stephen Marsh did that. Yeah, at some point he did. He absolutely did. So it was it was sort of like I it took me out of it for a second when I started writing that note. So I missed <laughs> do up. That's really funny. 
But yeah, no, no. I remembered him screaming Duck Dodgers of 24th and half century. And I think it was a Duck Dodgers cartoon or something. No. Or at least there were there were more Duck Dodgers that showed up. But this was the first time they had it. Like the eponymous, this is the cartoon with him and with Porky Pig as a sidekick and <laughs> encountering Marvin on Planet X. Good times. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm good moving on. Cool. Then there was uh, the Daffy Rob- was Robin Hood. Yeah, the Robin Hood um, oh my God. Daffy. I must not have been looking when I was writing this because I wrote Robin Bood. Robin Bood. I closed the H. <laughs> Very Bood. <laughs> oh my God. So at first I had like a, a moment of like, have I seen this one? And then as soon as he started tripping his way down the hill and saying, trip, 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 I was like, oh yeah, I've definitely seen this. Uh, it's like, it's those things, especially with cartoons where you remember like almost like the onomatopoeia of it and like mm-hmm. the repetitive noises rather than like actual dialogue sometimes. Yeah. So I remembered that. And I, I know there, I think this was, this was another one of the shortened one. Cause I was like, there, there's more to all of this, right? Like there's this, this, all of these sequences go on longer, but yeah, I like how he, they, they, they kind of conflated things. He's got, he's meeting Friar, Friar, ah, God, I can't talk. He's meeting Friar Tuck at the river and they're the ones with the quarter staffs and yeah. fighting. It's like, isn't that supposed to be a little John or wait a minute? There's actually a buck and a quarter staff. A buck and a quarter staff. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Some of the jokes, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this feels dated, but it's still funny. Mm-hmm. The laughing that went on forever. Uh, the other moment that I absolutely remembered that involves, again, sound and repetition was the yoinks and away! Yoinks and away! Yoinks and away! As he keeps running into things. Yeah, and the, the bouncing of the, the guy on the donkey. The, the, the sound of oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that, that horse moved like that one stupid horse creature from Wizards. Oh, kind of did, didn't it? I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> you had such strong opinions about this creature. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, it was very clearly uh, sort of riffing on the whole Errol Flynn type of Robin Hood. And yeah. I, I liked having fun with the idea that someone wouldn't believe that he is, and he's just like this super incompetent, inept Robin Hood. <laughs> I was thinking when this segment first started that it reminded me a little bit of Disney's Robin Hood. Mm. But then once we established that Daffy's character was not smart at all as Robin Hood, it made me think of this movie we saw recently, Time Bandits. Oh, God. John Cleese. Oh, God. As Robin Hood. <laughs> when he just steps out amidst all the filthy people and he's just like this ridiculous caricature. Just so clean. And a stupid hat. <laughs> and that stupid hair. Hello, hello, how are you? Yeah, yes. Have you been robbing for long? <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, it was a little bit more like that. But yeah. And all of them are taking cues from Errol Flynn, which you should see that. I know, I can't believe I haven't seen it. Yeah, we have all these references to it. Men and Tides has references to it. Yeah. It's just, it's everywhere. Anywho. Anywho, are we done with that segment? Yes, because you know what's next. Is it is it our favorite? It's Takuma. Yay! It, so is is your favorite? I think after all of this, yeah, it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. As much as I love What's Opera Doc and it's a classic, this one just does so much in the amount of time it's given, and it's so God. It's it's what's the word I'm looking for? Innovative, and it, it's it did things that they hadn't really done with animation before, with mm-hmm. like. 
the whole idea is Chuck Jones saying like, here's this character. Are you going to still recognize him if I erase him or if I take away his voice and if I change his appearance? You still know that's Daffy Duck. Yeah. No matter what I do with him, wherever I put him, that's a, that's a character. Absolutely. They completely erase him for a few seconds. Yeah. But of course, it's this iconic voice. Yep. And and even without that, when you've got just his, he doesn't have a voice and he's just blaring out sound effects, you have his body motion and his his anger and his righteous anger. <laughs> <laughs> and all, all of the stuff that he's screaming at the animator. and just It's so fun. And like people have played around with that sort of idea a lot since then. But this really kind of like set the stage for that sort of postmodern examination of artist versus art. Oh boy, here I am. I sound real pretentious. I'm sorry, but it's true. <laughs> you just have to prove you went to college. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is postmodern and it's also surreal. And I love that fucking design for him with like the flower and the four legs and the flag on his tail or whatever. It's just so, so delightfully surreal. I liked seeing what was it, a giant paintbrush or pencil? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I just yeah. imagine one artist manipulating all of this because mm-hmm. he just hates Daffy so much. Yeah. He's like, let me fuck up this yeah. thing. <laughs> he starts with just the backgrounds and then he ends yeah. up changing Daffy himself and then he ends up changing the whole screen around him. It keeps yeah. in on Daffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like after the close-up, then it's like too close and then it yeah, it starts like <laughs> almost melting on him. Yeah, imagine that in a movie theater setting. Oh, that'd be so seeing, fun to seeing see. him so far away, and then all of a sudden, it's just his, his, <laughs> his eyes bloodshot eyes filling, filling up the entire room. Oh, I really want to see Duckamuck on the big screen. That you you painted a beautiful picture. <laughs> yeah, that is an iconic. It's a tour de force. It's it's one of the best animated shorts like ever. <laughs> I don't think I'm going too far in saying that. Really? I That's think so. Interesting because the um, the Wagner the opera one mm-hmm. that was added to the National Film Registry. Mm-hmm. I think it was the first animated thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. Or the first animated short or something. But I think Duck Amuck should have been in there. Yeah, I do agree. But I also understand why What's Opera Duck is there because, like, as I was saying, like as much as I love that one, Duck Amuck is better. But I do think What's Opera Duck is right up there with it like in terms of like everyone knows it everyone knows kill the wabbit mm-hmm. like it, it's it's almost more quotable and recognizable than duckamuck duckamuck's almost a little bit too strange but i i think a lot of people are going to remember it when they realize what it is like they're like oh yeah that's the one where he's just the pencil's just like messing with him or the paintbrush or whatever mm-hmm. he's being erased and see i yeah. had never seen that you had never Not seen that i know of wow well i'm glad you got to finally see it yeah ah oh. <laughs> I was like, mind blown. I hope your mind was blown because it is. It, it is, was. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a great interaction. And then I guess like the reveal of bugs at the end was just sort of like, yeah, this is just the punchline. This wasn't really the point of it. The point of it was that whole like exploration of do you still recognize this character? Mm-hmm. Um, and then can he stand on his own? But it's still funny to reveal like, hey, I stinker, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> But yeah, no, Zuckerberg. I, I I had almost no notes about it. It was just like all, goddamn, I love this shit. <laughs> I think that's all I had for that one. Yeah, yeah, shall we move on to the bullfighting one? Bully for bugs. Okay, this was another one that I saw so many times growing up. 
but I wasn't bored with it when I saw it again. There was another one that I had seen also a lot that I did get bored with. We'll get to that one. But this one I think is such a really good, well-paced, um, like kind of series of gags and it, like it rarely misses a beat. Yes, absolutely. And the timing is fantastic throughout all of it and the music and the it's, it's yeah, a lot of super memorable stuff in this one, but dancing, the, I, I, I'm like, I'm like speechless. <laughs> and I'm not sure if this is the first time Bugs said this, but he used the oh. joke about making a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Yeah, I should have made that left turn. <laughs> yeah, I, I think in his little introduction for it, he mentions that and then they cut to this one. So I'd like to think that maybe it was. I don't know. But certainly one of the more famous ones, because that is the one I think of whenever I think of Albuquerque. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's when he ends up in the bullfighting. It's even though he says it other times. It's yeah. just the one that I think of. Fun fact, when I moved out here, I had to pass Albuquerque. <laughs> I was driving with my mom, and we just kept cracking jokes about of course. <laughs> Albuquerque. <laughs> but that shows how ingrained Bugs Bunny is. Good Lord, yeah. And what's up, back and all that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, yes, bullfighting one. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah, again, I, I remembered like pretty much every single thing that was about to happen. Mm-hmm. And I was just sort of sitting there grinning in anticipation of it and enjoying it, which is, that's, that's, that's a sign of a good cartoon is like for how many times I've seen it, I'm still like looking forward to seeing what happens again and again. Yeah. I really want to see it again. Yeah. I liked the animation during mm-hmm. the bull fights specifically. Yeah. Both of the bull and the, the matador. Yes, with <laughs> lanky legs. The bull is a great uh, animated character. Yeah, I, I like the animation. I like his running with the hooves just kind of flying around randomly behind him. It's good stuff. Yeah. Good shit, damn it. So there was something in this piece that I did not understand. Oh. It's, an, it's an example of like cartoon physics. Mm-hmm. So Bugs Bunny has like a rifle or, or oh god the, the bull literally runs into the gun the gun ends up in his tail because I guess he swallowed it and whenever the bull like moves his tail the gun shoots but it doesn't shoot the actual bull even though it's aiming right no, for his body it's the bullet goes out of his horns yeah which is really funny but then he's like oh no I'm out of ammo better eat all these bullets how how does this work it doesn't that's the thing. <laughs> He blows up after that. It really doesn't work. But yeah, I spent a lot of the movie, especially like moments like that, I was kind of like grinning to myself like, ah, cartoon logic and cartoon physics. It's so silly. But thinking about how much it did influence me, like in with, with like my various creations and comedy, like kind of in my more formative years, whenever I was thinking like, yeah, and then they're in outer space and they're, they're talking to each other. I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. There's no air there. But like in the, the hair weight of the stars one, Bugs Bunny's just like sitting at the top of the rocket yeah. and like just poking his head out and he's fine. And he's, I was like, okay, yeah, this is cartoon physics and logic and shouldn't worry too much about it. But boy, howdy, did that kind of rub off on me. <laughs> and I didn't like really understand space until I was a little older. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, this doesn't work. Yeah. Like, this whole freaking package film is full of examples of cartoon physics, especially with Wiley Coyote. Oh, God. But should be dead. But the gun in the bowl was the one that made me go, what? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's still really fucking funny, though. Just the, the realization is the gun goes off and shoots out of his, and he makes that, that amazing kind of like, that he like mugs the camera for a second. He's like, ooh. 
<laughs> and then he like glares at bugs when he realizes what he can do with it. It's just so many good. Do you call those like are they takes? I guess because they're not double takes. They're just takes where they're just sort of reacting to things. A lot of good stuff like that in Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I'm geeking out, man. Uh, next one is the Alibaba Bunny one. I don't like this one. This one was boring. Yeah, and I don't. I had mm-hmm. seen it. I don't know. I, I I was just sort of like, okay, cool. Here we go. Some Arabic stereotypes. Fun, I guess. I don't know. That's pure sarcasm. I hope you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I only really remember, yeah, the broken English. For it just kept going back and forth. But like, is, are we speaking with these and thys, or are we doing just completely broken English? And yeah. it's just like, ah, come on. The only thing I really remembered was. Daffy's outburst of like, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. I remember that too. Okay. So I had seen this. Yeah. I also remember the the guard trying to open the door, and I think he says open sassafras or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've seen this. Yeah, especially with Daffy doing that twice. He does it to Bugs first, and then he does it to the genie, which yeah. is a funny way to end it, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise I was just sort of like, this is, it felt lazier than a lot of the other ones. Yeah. Maybe it was a later one. I actually don't know what year all of these came out. I, I wish I could tell you, but that one felt like we've already seen all of this before, maybe. Or, I don't yeah. know. Eh, so not much to say about that one. <laughs> Sorry. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Then we have Elmer Fudd, finally. Oh, the, uh, Rabbit Fire, I guess is the name of this one. So yeah, this is the one that I had seen so many fucking times <laughs> growing up with the duck season, rabbit season, rabbit season, duck season, and yeah. all that. And I, I, I got bored. I got bored real quick with this one. I mean, it's iconic, and we we love this kind of stuff, the the Daffy and the bugs and the back and forth with Elmer Fudd, and oh, who's he going to shoot? Yeah. And uh, neither of them want to be shot. They're going to fight each other, and then they turn against him, and it's just sort of like, okay, I, I know this is good, and I know this is one of the iconic examples of this, but... I just kind of got bored with it. I started tuning out a little bit and like looking at my notes and getting distracted. I I came to the realization that Daffy alone with some antagonist is funny or Bugs alone with some antagonist is funny. But when you put Bugs and Daffy against each other, I get tired of both of them so quickly. Yeah, I can see that. They're they're both such big personalities that they kind of, they are competing with each other just by being on the same screen together let alone like actually having physical altercations or or yelling at each other it's just like just by existing in the same frame it's like oh god who who am i rooting for i don't know (laughs) no i hate them both (laughs) i mean i i don't really like daffy anyway but oh i mean well he's not but it's supposed to be like i know it's it's fun when he gets his comeuppance yeah that that's why you like things like with his robin hood one where he's He's basically wily coyoteing it the whole time. It's funny. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. It's something that I I think I just have seen too many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a few too many times, getting burnt out. <laughs> uh, moving on to the Pepe Le Pew, which takes place in France, where all good Americans go when they die. <laughs> <laughs> that was unexpected. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not sure we can mention Pepe Le Pew without talking about the very fresh quote-unquote cancellation of him, which I guess he's not going to be in this new uh, Space Jam movie or mm-hmm. anything. People 
quote unquote, suddenly hate him or suddenly are canceling him. It's like, no, this isn't sudden. This isn't new. People have not liked Pepe Le Pew for a long time. If you've been paying attention, he's been pretty shitty. This isn't new, man. Is it because he's a little rapey? A little? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a little rapey. Yeah, basically just like the idea is that he, he normalizes kind of rape culture and mm-hmm. the fact that like he's just constantly physically um, assaulting this, yeah. this cat and she doesn't even talk. She can't even like talk back. I wanted to just yell at this freaking cat when she was trying to get away. You have claws. You're a cat. Yeah, fight him. <laughs> you clearly don't like him. Yeah. Um, her name's Penelope. This was her first appearance Aww. in the Pepe Le Pew cartoon. So I guess before she showed up, I think his stuff was more about just the smell. Mm-hmm. And then this one was, this introduced the whole, like, he's going to chase her now. Mm-hmm. And there's always, like, a way that she ends up with a white stripe on her. Yeah. And I, I do remember all of these, and it's, it's yeah, I, I know, it, it is what it is. And I was just sort of like, mostly just watching it for the sense of like, realizing that this was a first appearance for at least one of them. I wasn't sure which one it was until I had to look it up. Because I do remember Pepe Le Pew cartoons without her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just sort of looking at it through that lens and not really getting a whole lot out of it. Just kind of being a little like, okay. Sure is Pepe Le Pew. Time yeah. to move on. <laughs> you got up and were doing something else while it was happening. That's what fine. Do- oh. Getting a headache pill, I think. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I had seen one or two other Pepe mm-hmm. cat chasing shorts. So when you've I seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, not, not much more to say about that. I don't want to belabor the point. You know, we, we, we know how we feel about it. And we know how most people feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say I like his name. So if he had a different personality, maybe. Yeah. There's a chance that there could be some sort of, like, reimagining a reboot, whatever. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I like him as a romantic, but not when he's going after someone and not. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Next. We got an opera singer. Yeah. Long-haired hair. This is definitely one of the ones that I saw a lot of growing up. I did not. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. So, wait, you... So the whole Leopold thing wasn't just like... I don't know who Leopold oh, is. Oh, um, Leopold Stokowski. Oh, okay. I know go. that name. There you go. That's Leopold. I think he also passed away by the time this movie was released, uh-huh. but he was still around when this short was made. So yeah, it was a little bit like, wait a minute, the timing of this? No, 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 we're good. <laughs> like, what year is this? Uh-huh. But yeah, no, just the whole kind of... The the layperson's music versus the elite's music, you know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of battle going on back and forth. And I love seeing the opera singer break out into whatever Bugs was singing about and just, like, start dancing around and realize yeah. what he was doing. It's these stupid prancing. And then, yeah, there were, there was supposed to be more going on at the concert uh, during that performance. But it ends with Bugs dressing up and then doing the thing with the, the putting mm-hmm. his hand up and... And he just taking, holds the note forever. Taking off his gloves. Yes. And his glove stays up. Yeah, that's... Cartoon physics. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, and again, so iconic. I, 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 uh, iconic. Classic. <laughs> I can only say these words so many times before they lose all meaning. I love it when people make fun of uh, the way conductors move. Yes. Because conductors are entertaining and they do their job well. But it's so easy to spoof them and to be really inventive with that. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of a this Mr. Bean Christmas. Oh. Have you seen the one where he's conducting 
this small group of horn players. I'm not sure. I, I mean, I, I I just remember Mr. Bean in general. <laughs> I will try to find it. Yeah. And post it on our Twitter Yay. at Beffers and Birdie. There you go. You got the plug in. Yay. Well done, Beffers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the, the way he moves, and like when he just sort of brrr, and then like snaps back down. A lot of movement and physics and timing mm-hmm. and squash and, squash and stretch and all these Fundamentals. <laughs> Fun fundamentals. Yay. Of animation. You want it, they've got it. Looney Tunes, man. <laughs> Anything else about this segment? No. Nah. All right. It's good. Move on to apparently the most iconic one. Probably. Yeah. So, was the whole. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah. I know very little about this. Uh, I've never seen it in full. But oh. I, I did see some kind of commentary about how iconic this was. And then I put it in the back of my mind that I should watch it sometime and never did. But now I did. Wait, you hadn't seen What's Opera Doc in full before? Unless I was like two years old and didn't remember oh, it? No. Wow. So I finally saw it. You did it. Yay. Yay. So was the whole thing the the Valkyrie opera, whatever it's called? Um, uh, Die Valkyrie. Yeah. Um, not... No, everything was Wagner, um, okay. but uh, there, only some of it was actually uh, Die Valkyrie. Because you had some music from Siegfried, and you had a lot of music from Tannhauser. And, and also from The Flying Dutchman, or Die Flagende Hollander. <laughs> <laughs> the, the aesthetic was also a lot of, I guess, more ring cycle, because you've got them with the horns and the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what everyone just associates with, like, Brunhilde and stuff. Yeah, But yeah, it, it's, it's fun... Now watching it, because I don't know if I've seen it for a very long time, knowing more about the operas and having seen them, as opposed to like just growing up with this cartoon mm-hmm. and just hearing these clips kind of out of context and then realizing where there are cuts and where it's jumping around and stuff oh. and being like, wait, oh, fine, I guess. But at the same time, still finding it insanely enjoyable. <laughs> like, we're going to kill the wabbits. Yeah, I did know that part. Yeah. It's, like you cannot know yeah. that part. That's the part that I think is just drummed into public, public consciousness. Yeah. I cannot talk today, by the way. I don't know if you noticed, but holy shit. It's fun. Demental. De- what? <laughs> you said fun. Demental. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it back. Yeah. Well done. Should should I tell everybody about how we do kill the goblin? Yeah, I was gonna. I was, I was thinking about yeah. that. Sure. Yeah. So uh, there's a board game that both of us really like to play called Clank, mm-hmm. where you go hunt for treasure and have to not get killed by a giant dragon. And there's a <laughs> goblin running around these tunnels that you can fight at each turn if you want to. Yeah. To earn gold. To I think. earn gold. And whenever one of us players <laughs> fights the goblin we have to all all of us sing kill the goblin kill the goblin yeah it just i don't know how it started but it, it did and it's it hasn't died <laughs> we can't kill the goblin he, he just, always comes back he doesn't die he just ever why won't you die <laughs> okay Everything about this. I loved your reaction to the horse. Yeah. Um, it's a stupid horse. <laughs> it's a beautiful horse. It's beautiful and buff and has <laughs> tiny little legs. Yes. I love that it, horse. It's so stupid. I love it. <laughs> it's so majestic. And like the little ballet section is so great. Yeah. And, uh, the singing and uh, I'm pretty sure that's the tan. The, I keep saying tan. Tan Hoyser part. 
Tannhäuser? Oh God, I'm going to get butchered. My brother's going to listen to this and he's going to be like, you're so wrong. <laughs> Shout out to my brother. <laughs> now, the, the whole thing opens with like the Flying Dutchman overture when he's like basically conducting the lightning and the storm and everything, yeah. which is... It's great. I like when he's calling all of these natural disasters to come up. And then he's like, smog! Smog! Classic. (sighs) Of course, all these people probably live in Los Angeles. Right? Yeah. And what a a way to kind of keep Wagner in the public consciousness. I guess. Probably at least as much as anything you ever see, which has like a Brunhilde-looking character who represents opera. I feel like all cartoons do that and pick that as their caricature. Yeah. You know? And Bugs maybe pioneered that in his little outfit. I don't Probably. know. Probably. It's possible. Anywho. Yeah. No. It's it's a real good one. It's up there and I understand why it is uh, acknowledged as it is. <laughs> what is next? Oh, Bugs Operation and... Oh! Quiet. 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 Wildly Wily Coyote. <laughs> um, he talked. Yeah, and that freaked me the fuck out because I, I think I do remember watching this one when we got to a certain point and he was doing a couple of the gags and the repetition of calling himself a genius. I was like, okay, this is kind of ringing a bell. But when he first showed up and started talking, I was just like, what? He's supposed to hold up a sign and say nothing. So, yeah, I had forgotten that he had a voice and he was so posh sounding. Yeah. <laughs> Surprising. Give me the, what was it, the, the, the usual two minutes to pray or say a prayer. I forget what it was, how he put that, the complimentary two minutes to say your <laughs> prayers. I, I forget. You know, it was, it was fun, but uh, I much prefer him in the Roadrunner cartoons. Yeah. And I'm glad that we immediately followed up with that. Yeah. By this point, I'm tired of Bugs Bunny. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, like, when are we going to do the Roadrunner? Yeah. Apparently the Roadrunner's Latin name is Accelerati Incredibilis. I think they they wrote that down right. They wrote down two different names for him, I think. They had one and they had another one. That was one of them. And I I didn't write down either of them. So, can't help you there. Okay. But, uh... Yeah, the Roadrunner's so cute. He's very cute. And doesn't look anything like a roadrunner, as we can attest to living in Vegas yeah. and seeing many. <laughs> I've seen so many roadrunners. Yeah. The, they don't go meet me. The coyote and roadrunner bits used to bore me, but now that I live in a place where there are roadrunners <laughs> and coyotes, it's more funny somehow. That's, that is interesting, that more funny somehow. Who knows how or why? I could almost imagining it happening, like going out to Red Rock or something. I'm just like... Oh, yeah, there they go. Yeah. <laughs> but I have not seen a real-life coyote in the wild yet. Ah. I think I saw one in, like, a in a cage somewhere, mm. in a spring preserve or something. I Yeah, I have seen them in the wild, but not here in the southwest, ah. which is weird. But, yes, lots of roadrunners. Roadrunner, I don't know how they came up with that design. For that matter, for the coyote either. The ears are so long, and it's like... Roadrunner's purple. <laughs> what the heck? Cartoons. They're so silly. But I, I like his tongue. Yeah. Roadrunner just takes out his tongue a lot. <laughs> it's cute. But yeah, so again, probably had seen almost all of these clips that we saw. Um, some of the more vivid ones were the, the variations of the catapult, where it just keeps coming back and there's just a new way that the catapult finds to hit Coyote yeah. again. Now this... 
are these are some good lessons in physics. Yeah. <laughs> How would this work? How would this not work? And also amazing examples of like comedic timing. Oh yeah. And and kind of huh, this is a thing that gets thrown around a lot these days, but subverting expectations mm-hmm. because there are a lot of times where he'll do a thing and you're waiting for the thing to hit him and it'll happen maybe, but not in the way you expect. And then yeah. it happens again or the thing you were waiting for does happen, but later and it's it's so funny. And this is of course where you get the whole like running off the cliff and then you don't fall until you look and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it all gets really established here. All of these Warner Brothers cartoons are the most inventive <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. Especially in this whole podcast with um, yeah. all the strange battles we've seen with, yeah. with, with the bad guys and all the weird things that can happen. <laughs> it, yeah, it doesn't get more yeah inventive mm-hmm. than this. <laughs> oh my god, can I say it again? What? Classic? Classic. It's just, it's just classic. <laughs> and I think for like the stuff with timing and gags and stuff, we have like um, throw out another name just so we can have it mentioned at least once during this podcast is we have to mention Tex Avery. What did he do? Uh, he was like the basically the father of gags. Oh. Like he, he he was just another one of those names, another one of the iconic people behind Looney Tunes. Chuck Jones, Tex Avery, Mark um, Clampett, I guess. There there are others, but um, I don't have them all written down in front of me. But definitely Tex Avery is one of the names that I'm just like, oh duh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's another name that we can mention. Yeah, um, a certain voice actor. Mel Blanc? Yes. And I also have to mention Arthur Q. Bryan, who was Elmer Fudd. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's not leave out anybody. Yeah, but everyone else was Mel Blanc. <laughs> I know, right? This, this is <laughs> the Chuck Jones Mel Blanc movie. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, let me give you a list on all the people Mel Blanc is. Do it. In this movie, he was Bugs, Daffy, Porky, Marvin, Wild E., Pepe, and outside of this movie, he's Barney Rubble, Foghorn, Yosemite, Speedy, Sylvester, Tweety. He's everybody. He is everyone. He is Warner Brothers. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Versatile as heck. Mm-hmm. Always, always so good. So this uh, Chuck Jones was the same who had some drama when he worked on yeah the Gay Paris. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing. He, you know, when you're successful sometimes uh, drama follows you or you create your own drama mm-hmm. not well, sure which after this movie i just have to ask was it worth it chuck was it worth it was it yeah i think it was uh, yeah i think yeah when, when you've got a legacy like this yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love that callback that's fantastic <laughs> was it worth it chuck <laughs> i'm gonna check my notes for anything else that's mm-hmm. left over because most of my notes were just like, do I remember seeing this? Yes. And here's the part I remember. There were so many puns in this movie and so many references. Yeah. We can't even begin yeah. to tell you. You just have to watch it yeah. or, you know, any of the individual cartoons, which uh, probably most of us have. But as we found out today, not no. everyone. No, <laughs> not everyone. I mean, a lot of the gags are still ingrained in my childhood and Mm -hmm. but you know i don't know if these specific shorts were part of that or if they were other shorts right right because you know these things do get reused and they do get also borrowed by like other cartoons honestly that sort of gets passed down through generations (laughs) like you can see the influence on a lot more modern modern 
uh, cartoons and their um, treatment of gags and their timing and everything. They owe a lot to Looney Tunes. Yeah. And some of the movies we'll continue to be watching also. You can see some Looney Tunes references. Uh, uh, no, I'll leave, I'll leave that to mention later. I was yeah. about to give a couple examples, and I'm like, you know what? Let us we'll be save surprised. It. Yeah, well, you'll be surprised. I already know. <laughs> I already know this shit because god damn it I'm a nerd we have gone on pretty long we have but for good reasons yeah no there's a lot to talk about in this one I um, recommend watching this movie on a weekend morning possibly with some brunch yeah some pancakes keep your pajamas on for this one. Oh yeah good times great oldies <laughs> well yeah no I absolutely rate that uh, an iced mocha a really tasty iced mocha. Ah. That's it. That's just it, it's it is what I'm drinking, which I thoroughly enjoy. <laughs> that was fun. That was just a lot of fun. Cool. Did you feel similarly as you drink you, you finish your drink? I will rate this a refreshing cold beverage after a walk in the hot, hot sun. Very, very reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it kind of was that, because like a lot of the movies you've seen, it's like, oh god, it's so hot, this long walk <laughs> through the 70s, <laughs> ah, a refreshing cold beverage. <laughs> I love it. We have one movie left in the 70s. <sighs> what is it, Beffers? Lupin the Third. I believe it's the, the castle of something I can't pronounce. Cali, 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 Yes. That one. <laughs> <laughs> Part of that was just I'm purely so excited because... You know what this means. You know what this means. Miyazaki. (laughs) (laughs) Farted with your hands. Farted by inhaling through my hands. (laughs) That's how excited you are. I'm so excited. Oh my god, because this means more Miyazaki. This is actually one that I don't know. I haven't seen it. Me either. Oh my god, exciting. Yay. Yay. Okay. Okay. We'll see you next time. For the last movie of the 70s. Yay. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bullet goes out of his horns. Yeah. Which is really funny, but then he's like, oh no, I'm out of ammo. Better eat all these bullets. How how does this work? It doesn't, that's the thing. <laughs> he blows up after that. <laughs>